Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our narrators are a select group of voices, and we innovate this medium with AI technologies. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to this podcast in your mobile apps, browsers, and email formats. And now, today's story. Young bride given in marriage. Cecily is a young woman who will get married. By Lady Underscore Mary. Chapter 1. I grew up in a very conservative family. My father was the boss in the family business, which was created by his father, which was my grandfather. My mother took care of the house and the children, whatever else she wanted to do the approval had to be given by my father. A wife was to be her husband's adornment and calling card, I, my sisters and brothers were brought up with this motto. Cecily. Father is calling you. I was pulled out of the activity by the voice of one of the brothers, Arthur. I am on my way. I nod as I put my knitting aside. I run it over the fabric of my blue dress a few times to smooth it out and present myself impeccable in front of my father. My father was a traditionalist. Together with our mother they took care of our impeccable dress. Especially the girls. Our dresses, because that was all we could wear, usually reached our ankles or mid-calf. Anything shorter was inappropriate. Tights were also compulsory. My family believed that ladies from good homes should always have them. I nod in respect as I enter my father's study. He sits in his swivel leather-covered chair, looking as perfect as ever in his suit trousers and white shirt, ironed by my mother. He said in a cordial tone, indicating a chair for me to sit down, then said, Mother praises you immensely, you have become a great help to her. I am extremely pleased about that. Thank you, Father. Praise always makes me happy. I said with a smile. Therefore, Father puts the stack of papers aside. I thought you were mature enough to think about your household. My household? I repeated in surprise. I felt my face turn white. This is what awaits every woman. I thought my mother and I had instilled this in you all. The man walks around the desk and sits on its edge almost beside me so that he can brush his fingertips against my cheeks. You are our great pride. You will be the same for your husband. Lucky him. So who will it be? I ask timidly. You will find out in time. You will like it. Of that I am certain. Father blinks one eyelid at me. 
First the engagement and a few procedures involved. Procedures. I asked. Your mother will prepare you. You have nothing to fear. Well, that is all. You may return to your duties, my child. Thank you, father. I bow my head before I leave my father's office. My preparations for the nuptials began almost immediately, although I did not know to whom I would be married. I also still didn't know anything about the procedures I was to go through, and my father had mentioned them. The doctor will be with you shortly, lie still, my lady. The maid instructed me. In fact, there was nothing wrong with me, but it was necessary for the engagement to be announced. That is what mother and one of my brothers said. So I was fulfilling a commitment. I lay in my huge bed, dressed in something like a nightdress, but much shorter than a standard one, for here the linen material ended above my knee. I didn't wait too long as the door to my room soon opened. I saw a man with blonde hair and at first sight he was two heads taller than me. He placed his brown leather bag on the table that was next to the bed. Lady Cecily. I'm Dr. Mason. I am here to confirm your readiness for the sacrament of marriage. I understand that this is your first examination of this kind, but I assure you that you have nothing to fear. The young doctor sent me a weak smile. At first, I ask you to move down toward the base of the bed and spread your legs. What? I could not believe what I had just heard. Red was on my cheeks almost immediately. Lady Cecily. It would be far better for yourself to do it voluntarily. Neither of us wants it to be unpleasant, do we, he warned. I obediently moved down and spread my thighs. I seek solace in looking at the ceiling of my bedroom. It was decorated with higher rubines that were supposed to watch over the cleanliness and good conduct of the girls. Wider. Lady Cecily, I will have to say a word to your father and husband-to-be. None of them will be pleased. Excuse me. I never. I'm at a loss for words, but I spread my legs as he asks me. This contributes to the material of the garment falling up over my stomach, and the man can now see my femininity. It's very nice. I feel the touch of a stranger's single fingers on me. In a place so carefully hidden. The blonde man takes a seat on the stool between my legs. I can see the hymen. It is not too thin that's good. Your spouse will be pleased with this gift. Are you sinning? Am I sinning? I ask almost in a whisper. Have you ever touched yourself in a sinful way? In places that you shouldn't have? Don't lie. I'm a representative of the church. God listens and can punish. No, no, never. I swear. I plead terrified, but almost immediately I let out a shrill scream. I feel something inside me. Relax, it's a good sign. Your husband will have something to work on. I watch as the doctor slides one of his fingers out of the copper. With God's grace, you will not be a less fruitful woman than your mother. Undress. I untied the three bows on the front of the shirt without protest. 
I didn't want my future spouse to think I was a troublemaker. I am far from it. I rose to a sitting position when asked to do so. Considerable for such a young person, but very nice. 85D to my eye. He affirms, squeezing both my breasts in his hand, which makes me squeal. Sensitive. Your husband will be really happy. Have you eaten anything since yesterday? No, my mother told me not to eat anything after breakfast yesterday. The test could give bad results. I look up as the man walks away towards his leather bag. He looks for something for a moment. You have a wise mother. Kneel down politely on the floor. I do so, but first I throw on and tie my petticoat. I see the doctor smile but say nothing for a long moment. He takes slow steps towards me with something shiny in his hand, but I can't see what it is. Open your mouth wide, he ordered. I do so immediately and unexpectedly the doctor stuffs something into my mouth, sort of like a bite block that a dentist might use, and ties it at the back of my head. My mouth opens even wider, which causes a slight pain. Take it easy. Put your hands behind your back and let them stay there. The man sighs somewhat amused. Now listen to me carefully. We must see how much you can take, it's very important. Take? I understood absolutely nothing. I wanted to talk to the man, but my mouth was opened by some metal. I could not form anything into words. I kneel impatiently as the man walks towards his back again and firmly presses something to the wall mirror. I am unable to see it for a long moment. Then at last I see it. I have heard about this, but a long time ago I put it out of my mind. Wives had to please their husbands in many ways when they were pregnant, often doing it with their mouths, wrapping their lips tightly around the penis to please the man. The doctor came to me and helped me to stand up, leading me to a kind of test where I knelt down again, facing the mirror. I know that the lesson program for female marriage preparation talks about this. However, I understand that you may have forgotten. What you see is a dildo. Silicone. Here on the side. He points his finger to the right side of the tool. Numbers appear every few centimeters. This will tell us what level you are starting from. Hence the spider gag in your mouth so you can get the best possible result. I look at the man, at the reproduction of the male penis. It is so big and thick. I can't take it. Indeed, it's a good thing I haven't eaten anything, although my stomach is starting to hurt just thinking about it. Go ahead. I won't finish this visit until you take. I squeeze my hands together behind my back and slowly slide the dildo into my mouth. I start to choke when I feel it at the starting point of my throat and almost immediately pull my head back causing me to cough and my eyes fill with tears. Try again, he orders. I see a CA. I want to say I can't make it, but I can't form any words and all doctor can hear is sobbing. Take it easy. Many young women fail to do this properly. The doctor kneels beside me. I'll push your head and hold it for a while okay. This might hurt a little. 
I nod in acknowledgement that I agree, although the truth is that he didn't need my consent. I felt his large but gentle hands sink into my brown curly hair and after a moment he pushed my head without indicating. I'm running out of air, so my hands are almost immediately on the wall to push back. My saliva flows out of my mouth onto the floor and mixes with my tears. Soon the push subsides and I gasp loudly for air. 10 centimeters. Perfect for a start, young lady. I feel him unbuckle the strap from the spider gag on the back of my head and pull out the dildo. In the face of everything, I can confirm that you can marry. You can stand up, Lady Cecily. Although I was still a little stunned, a smile appeared on my face. My parents will be proud, especially my father. Thank you doctor and... I apologize for my behavior. Nothing has happened. Fortunately, you turned out to be as obedient as you are said to be. The man hides the instruments in his bag and pulls out a notebook. You bleed regularly, according to your mother. The only thing I can recommend is vitamins. This will help in creating a family and in bringing new life into this world. He speaks confidently and writes down on a piece of paper, which he seals at the end. God bless you, young bride. I say goodbye to the doctor, and immediately after him mother enters the chambers, before whom I bow as I did before my father to pay my respects. The doctor has praised you. Father is delighted. So is your fiancé. Who is it? My fiancé. Daughter. These things only happen at the altar. She says amused by my question, which I could ask several times a day. Now you must be clothed and this must go back to its place. She points to my belt, my virginity belt. I have worn this attribute of maturity since I started menstruating. This has happened to every young woman in our faith. Without it, we might have sinned and tarnished the honor of the family, thus derailing any chance of a favorable marriage. It was locked with a key, and this was put in father's possession. On the wedding day it will be given to my husband. Do married women have to wear it too, mother? I ask as she helps me put it on and then locks it. Depends on their husbands. When they are in a blessed state, they usually don't, at least in the later stages of pregnancy. I look at my mother. She was only 36 years old and pregnant, another fruit of my parents' marriage. My mother has never been without a child for more than two years. My parents believed that procreation was the purpose for which God created man and woman. They fulfilled it scrupulously. The church also had this as the highest value of human life, especially of a woman. Your underwear needs to be replaced. This one is too childish for a married woman, mother says. The same with your dresses, but here your spouse will have a word. I will put on your corset. A young married woman has no right to hunch over. Mother pulls out my white Victorian-style corset from the wardrobe, to which I obediently allow myself to adorn and tie it, even though it was an uncomfortable piece of clothing. Can it be a little looser, please? Wait a minute. You will soon get used to it. Look here, my dear. 
I turn to the mirror and see my image. No one dreams of such a waste. I smile because I would be lying if I didn't like seeing how small I can be at this point on my body. Will my sister Elizabeth be coming to my nuptials? It is hard to say. She is expecting a baby. It is a delicate time for a woman. You will see for yourself soon enough. A woman puts a white dress with embroidered sunflowers on me. My shoulders were prominent, so I was a bit surprised by this choice by my parent. However, I immediately understood that this little boldness was meant to imply that I was expecting the wedding. Exactly. Wedding. So when? When will it happen? I ask. In a few days. Our faith wants a girl to become a woman on her fertile days, preferably on those, the most important ones. Yours is coming. Four days afterwards, preparations were underway for the big event. The family and the servants were preparing for my wedding. My belongings were packed, although most of my clothes remained. I was assured that a wardrobe tailor-made for a married woman awaited me in my new home. Mostly my cosmetics, bedding and a small collection of jewelry were completed. I was obliged to go to bed early. Like a younger sibling, I was supposed to be in bed by 8.30pm already. All this so that I would not be a tired bride. I was also taught the art of makeup and made sure my body was smooth. Husbands did not tolerate unnecessary hair. Lady Cecily, a box for you, a servant said from the hall. A box? At this hour? I ask surprised when the maid puts the box on my bed. It was of considerable size and wrapped in cobalt ribbon. I have never received a package before bedtime. Thank you. You may go. I had just come out of the bath wearing my robe and my belt was off for the bath. I waited until I was alone and with great excitement began to open a gift. I guess you could call it that. I took a deep breath and lifted the lid. My God, what white lace underwear appeared before my eyes. I took one part, which was supposed to be panties, but it didn't cover anything. Only after a while did I see a small card. I take it in my hands with a trembling heart. Hello my spouse-to-be. I'm sure you're surprised by the contents of the package. Consider it a gift for the night that will make us soon married. I will be extremely pleased to see you in it. I believe that you care about pleasing your husband. Nevertheless, I know that you are a woman undefiled in deed or word. But I want to let you have a taste of the married life. I've discussed this with your parents, so you don't have to worry about me tarnishing your good name. At the bottom of the packet is something like an egg and a gel. I would like you to moisten your womanhood and gently insert the egg as deep as you can, my doll. I lifted the full material of my underwear and pulled out a pink ball from under it. It did indeed look like a small egg. I took a deep breath and placed a few drops of gel on my fingers. I opened my legs and this opened up my womanhood. I rubbed some of the gel in, but thought it might be worth doing with the toy itself. I breathed deeply to relax and do the job properly. 
I moaned several times, feeling my whole being expanded and trying to swallow I took a piece of paper in my hands to read the rest of the letter. Once you've done that, put on your belt. We don't want a sinful moment to come over you. Give the key back to your maid who is waiting outside the door. Then take your phone and call the number below. Your future husband. I was extremely uncomfortable in something inside. I was taking big steps, and it was apparently going to stay in me for an unknown amount of time. After pushing on my virgin belt, I handed over the key to the maid who was indeed waiting outside the door. I sat on the bed, but this position was uncomfortable, and I did much better when I lay down. I picked up the phone, and with my thoughts swirling I called the number indicated. I did not wait long, because the call was answered. Um, hello. Lady Cecily. I heard a warm male tone. Nice one. I've been waiting for your call. So I believe you did what I asked for. Yes, my lord. Okay. So we can start. Start what, RR? I screamed as I felt some vibrations in my womb, but almost immediately closed my mouth with one hand and the vibration stopped. What's wrong, doll? I heard the man's amusement. Forgive me. Apparently that's too much to start with. I want you to lie down politely. Relaxed and closed eyes. I felt the vibrations again, but were much softer. But I couldn't help but sigh. They grew stronger every moment, and that made my breathing heavy. I felt the muscles in my lower abdomen tighten, and the tension grew. Oh my. I sigh loudly, but then the vibration stops. What? Why? You need to rest, little doll. I cannot let you reach the pinnacle of pleasure. It awaits you only in our life together. It was wonderful. Thank you, what's your name? You'll find out soon. Now go to sleep as a good girl. He said, then hung up. I experienced something like this for the first time, and it's not the end, apparently. So, the life of a married woman was also pleasurable. By Lady underscore Mary. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.